I'm Brett Chang. And I am Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for Tuesday, July 5th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. So Jay, I, I have to start. Are you a fan of the Nathan's Hot Dog 4th of July competition? I am. I've watched it many times at a place I used to work. San Jose, California has a champion of its own. And who is that champion? I believe it is the, the 15th time world champion, Joey Chestnut. Yes, not Kobayashi, but Joey Chestnut. You know, Kobayashi. So I, I guess I'm confused here. Was there a period in which Kobayashi was beating Joey Chestnut? I think it was before Joey Chestnut joined this competitive okay. eating contest. I don't know. I'm not a historian. I just know that Joey Chestnut competes now. Yeah. Okay. That's good. I don't expect you to be a hot dog historian, Jay. But the one thing I did see that was even more interesting, this is the fact of the day. Have you seen the lemonade drinking challenge? It's like the pregame to the hot dog challenge. No, but that sounds really gross. It's disgusting. But what was <laughs> crazy is there's this guy named Eric and he goes by Badlands. Eric Booker. Eric Badlands Booker. That's a great name. And he drank, I saw him with my own eyes, drink a gallon of lemonade in 48 seconds. Like he just chugged it. So a gallon, just for those that are on the metric, is four liters. Am I right about that? I don't even know what it is. It's a, a ton lot. of lemonade. It's a huge thing of lemonade. And he just downs it. And I watched the whole video. It's insane. So it's worth seeing. I didn't know a human would be capable of that. I'm not sure what that does to your body. I'm not sure what eating all those hot dogs does to your body either. But both these guys, I really do hope that they get some like lucrative endorsement deals or something to justify just the absolute misery that they put themselves through. Well, Eric's going to have to change his name to Eric Minute Maid Booker if he keeps doing a lemonade challenge, but it can't be good for you. That, that's a great name. He should call himself that, Minute Maid. That's perfect. Oh, that's pretty good because it's 48 seconds. Brett, yeah. aside from competitive eating around the 4th of July holiday, what do we have for Peak Pals today? We've got a great mix of stories for you, Peak Pals. So for our first story, the Bank of Canada has some new data on business outlooks. For our second story, the semiconductor chip shortage might be easing. And for our last story, the crypto winter is burr, getting colder. For our first story, the Bank of Canada released its newest quarterly surveys on consumer expectations and business outlooks yesterday. And one thing was clear. Both groups are still hyper-focused on inflation, but not yet panicking about a potential recession. Brett, it's a pretty interesting contrast to Mark Zuckerberg's worst financial downturn of our lifetime talk. What do the survey respondents think? You know, I don't even know what to believe anymore. So consumers and businesses in the survey, they both agree that inflation will continue to blow the Bank of Canada's 2% inflation target, with the majority of companies believing it will remain above target levels for about two to three years. Now, when asked what they believe would tame inflation rates down to 2%, companies said higher interest rates, improved supply chains, lower oil prices, and the end of fighting in Ukraine, that they were all necessary, which is quite the wish list, Jay. I'm not sure they're going to get all of them. Maybe they'll get one or two. But it kind of reminds us like when Santa would ask us what we wanted and we'd say world peace. Yeah, the, the, the peace in Ukraine part may be the toughest one to accomplish. Now, one thing consumers and businesses seem to be split on is wages. Consumer confidence in real wage increase, how much more their make after inflation is taken into account, is well below normal levels. But the majority of businesses surveyed and tend to increase wages both to attract employees in a competitive market and to compensate those for the soaring cost of living. Now, if the businesses are right, an onslaught of wage increases does occur. It could result in the dreaded wage spiral, where workers spend more after making more, which just results in higher prices. So here's what's next. A recession isn't on most people's radar yet, but warning signs are starting to pop up, like 
consumer plans to cut spending noted in the survey and contraction of economic growth and factory output in May. Despite this, consumer confidence regarding the labor market and general economic environment are both quite high. I want to be clear. If you're a peak pal listening to the Peak Daily on a regular basis, a recession should definitely be on your radar as a possibility. Now, confidence is relatively high in the Bank of Canada, with 88% of consumers very to somewhat confident Tiff Mackham, aka TMAC, and pals can achieve the target inflation rate in the future. The Bank of Canada will likely take their new findings as a green light to continue with aggressive rate hikes given consumer and business expectations. For our second story, some good news in the long fight against supply chain disruptions. After two years of high demand, sales of some semiconductor chips are finally starting to wane. This is a development that could cut down on global wait times for precious products. And this is all per the Wall Street Journal. Jay, you know, not all the news has to be so doom and gloom. I know the past few years have not been great, but we thought let's give the Peak Pals some good news or at least a more optimistic story for the day. That's right, Brett. So chip makers like NVIDIA and Intel are preparing for leaner times in the second half of 2022 after a very long period of shortages for the tiny device every computer needs. Brett, what's behind it? So decreased demand for personal computers with global shipments of PC is expected to fall 9.5% this year as inflation hits consumers' pockets. There's also this thing called cryptocurrencies, which actually isn't much of a thing anymore. We'll get to that next. But less cryptocurrency mining amidst the ongoing crypto crash is resulting in the demand for high-powered chips that solve the algorithms that actually allow you to produce some of these cryptocurrencies, that that's not a thing anymore, but less people are doing it, so the prices of those chips are going down. And here's why relieving the chip crunch matters. As of May, the average fulfillment time for chip orders was over six months, but now wait times for microcontrollers, these are standard chips used in everything from vending machines to vehicles, it's actually eased. That's especially good news for automakers too. You know, as a newly licensed driver, I've been looking at the car market myself. I'm not going to buy one because parking is exorbitant, but you know, I've been looking and it's been really tough to get a car. You might have heard of that. And so some automakers have already seen more chips come their way with Mercedes-Benz, BMW, and Volkswagen reporting last month that they now had enough to expand production. And here's the bottom line, aside from you might get a car at some point, the chip shortage isn't over, but it does appear to be easing. That should help clear bottlenecks across supply chains, which means you might, might be able to actually buy a car again for a reasonable price at a reasonable timeline in the near-ish future. It's just something I look at because it's possible now, but I don't think I'm actually going to ever do it. Or at least I would recommend against it, Brett, honestly. Yeah. It's not yeah. great. And for our third story, zip up those parkas because the crypto winter is getting even chillier as another major lender in the space has fallen victim to the modern incarnation of a good old fashioned bank run. Brett, you must be freezing during this crypto winter, car or not. What's happening with Vald? Well, look, Jay, here's a pro tip for crypto investors, but investors generally right now, you can't be cold if you don't look at the weather. Just, you know, take that advice. Now, Vald, a company backed by crypto heavyweights like Coinbase and Peter Thiel, well, they halted withdrawals and trading yesterday, saying its customers have pulled almost $200 million from its platform over the past few weeks. Vald had promised returns of up to 40% to users who deposited their crypto with the platform and claimed to have at least a billion dollars in assets under management as of May. Now, well, the company's scrambling to stave off collapse, leaving customers who left their assets on the platform in limbo. Now you're probably thinking, I've heard something like this before on the Peak Daily in a couple episodes before this one, and that's true. Crypto hedge fund Three Arrow Capitals 
filed for bankruptcy over the weekend after failing to repay a loan from Voyager Digital, by the way, a Canadian company, and a crypto lender, which then also had to suspend all trading and freeze customer accounts. Two other major crypto lenders facing a solvency crisis include Celsius and Babel have also blocked withdrawals from their platforms. That's never good. Meanwhile, FTX is poised to scoop up crypto lender BlockFi at a massive discount from its previously reported value of $4.8 billion. And here's why you, even if you're not a cryptocurrency investor, should care about what's happening in the crypto market. So the crypto meltdown bears a striking resemblance to what happened in traditional finance during the depression. Bank runs, frozen customer deposits, and credit drying up throughout the system. The thing is, Brett, much of modern financial regulation was actually created as a result of that experience during the depression. The crypto world has spurned that sort of centralized rulemaking, but investors who just lost their shirt or many, many shirts may now be more open to regulation of the space. Brule schmules, Jay. <laughs> Pete Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to. And only. Daily Canadian business news podcast in the country. If you've got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. As always, thanks to Dill Richardson and 306 Media Productions for putting together this episode. Thank you, Dale. And thank you, Brett. And Brett, wait till you see or hear, I guess, the fun fact of the day I have for tomorrow. You're going to love it. I'm excited. But Jay, I also think we should do our own lemonade drinking contest, just me and you. I do not like lemonade. It makes me want to throw up. Maybe that's too much information, but I don't drink lemonade. It's just not something I like. So... You will win. But I'll, okay, you well, want to have a hot dog eating contest, I'm no, in. No, we'll see you on Thursday. Lemonade. <laughs> Fair enough. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>